Looking for some new podcasts to listen to? Well, look no further than the Ratsaw Review Network. Ratsaw Review is taking over the podcast world with plenty of shows to choose from within their network of entertaining programming, including the flagship show, Ratsaw Review, with Wayne Noon, Greg Noggle, and Lou Mavs, as well as occasional co-hosts Manny Mejias and James Lilquist. We also have the official Ratsaw Review spin-offs, such as Album vs. Album, Screams from the Grave, where we discuss beloved yet forgotten hard rock and metal albums of the past, and a King Diamond podcast called This Broadcast Belongs to Them. We've also got Old Man Metal's Musings, the Metal Thrashing Nerd podcast with Metal Thrashing Mike, the Timo Toki podcast featuring Stradivarius and Avalon founding member Timo Toki, the BS Sessions with Mark and Jerry, Just the Cheese Please, a podcast dedicated to cheesy films of the 1980s with Tara J and Adam, and the Music is Live podcast with Lou Mavs. The Rapsaw Review Network is your go-to one-stop shop for the best podcasts out there today. Go to RatsawReview.com for more info. And to find out where you can find, follow, subscribe, and comment on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and all streaming platforms. The Ratsaw Review Network. We're taking over. Hey guys, welcome to Metal Thrashing Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Metal Thrashing Mike, and today I have with me from the band Vonte, Mr. Brian Trock. Hey, how's it going? Hey, Brian, how you doing? It's great to have you here, man. It's good to be here. Well, uh, you know, I got to listen to your EP, and guys, if you haven't heard this, or not EP, but album, actually, excuse me, uh, the new album from Vonte, it is self-titled, and I gotta say, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a really heavy album. Um, I noticed some really unique things, too, that I can't wait to dig into about it as well. So, uh, can you kind of tell me, you know, going into this, um, you know, what was your... Was there a certain mission or a goal going into this album? Well, you know, I mean, it started out with that track number one, Why Is It So Cold? That was actually the first song Scott and I wrote together. And uh, that was quite, that was a couple of years prior to everything. Um, Because everything kind of got shelved after we wrote the first two songs. We had started out, we were just going to write a couple of songs together. And then things started clicking. And uh, it was two years later when, you know, contact and I asked him, I said, you know, we, we should really keep writing. Maybe we should put out an EP or something. So we said, OK, so we started writing and it really just started coming out. We were like, all right, that turned in. Let's do six. Then it was seven. And it's let's just do a whole album. <laughs> and uh, that was at around when we were at around 10 songs and it wound up at 14 songs um and we just really honestly once the spigot was open it kind of just it was so really hard to stop it eventually i had to say okay that, that's enough because we can keep writing we can keep we had to wait to get everything mixed and mastered so that's basically how the ball got rolling as far as how the how we wrote and what stylistically and all that well at first, I would have to say before Why Is It So Cold, we were trying to force fit a, a little more traditional metal. And Scott and I had a discussion about, you know, he said, your voice is way more soulful than that. I think we we need to kind of, you know, make sure we're following your vibe as far as that goes. So he started. That's about the only contrived thing out of the whole project was, you know, maybe, you know, we should pay attention more to the soulful quality of your voice and and let it come out so let's just let it come out naturally whatever happens whatever comes out comes out so um and that's what we did and then it just kept going until we capped it at 14 and uh released released the album 
Yeah. No, it was uh, great homework, by the way. Uh, that was, you know, a lot of homework, but it was great homework. This is a great album. I mean, you guys have done a great, a killer job here. So, uh, it, thank you. Uh, going into some of the album, I mean, uh, you mentioned the track, Why Is It So Cold? Uh, you know, I, I wrote down here a few highlights of things like, uh, you know, it was very high energy, um, low tuned guitars, you know, and uh, I, I got the EPK and such and I looked and it said hard rock heavy metal. I thought I didn't expect low tuned guitars. And I was like, wow, that's really some heavy riffage there. I mean, it was surprising. Yeah, we, you know, we seem to have found a niche where we can, we have the heavy riffing, but yet it still holds together as somewhat, you know, melodic. So, um, and, and it just, uh, yeah, it all really happened really naturally too. I mean, yeah. And you see certain bands nowadays that do pull that off as well. I mean, I could, uh, point out per se blind guardian nowadays, Uh a lot of them moving over to seven strings and things like that. Um, so, you know, one of the other things I highlighted on here, uh, I, not to take away from our singer here, but uh, the drums on that track were just killer, man. I mean, God. Uh, so, he, that was one of four that uh, my old friend Jeff Tatora played on. Jeff also plays in another project with me and my wife called Elliot Waits for No One. And we actually have a second album coming out as well. Way, way different from this or anything else but uh jeff plays for the blue man group in las vegas and uh he also we were also met out 25 years ago when we uh, when we had a band called shooting hemlock together and that was actually he was it was joey belladonna from anthrax's band belladonna and i got the call when Joey went back to Anthrax, I got the call from Brad Keane, the manager in Boston, to fly out there and do the thing. Then that's how me and Jeff met. Yeah, he's he's incredible, incredible feel, and just uh, yeah, he approaches things in such a <laughs> kind of almost sideways. He definitely approaches things different than a lot of other drummers, but he's but he's just falls out great too at the same time. Well, he was playing the Blue Man uh, Group. You about have to. Yeah, yeah. He was he won like a New York State jazz competition, I think when he was like fourteen or something. It was Woo. something something insane like that. He's been playing, you know, in a previous interview with, with Youth Now, they asked him how long do you know, when did you start playing drums? He said in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the story on Jeff. He's great. He he also fronts a couple of cover cool cover bands out in Vegas called Tinnitus and uh and he also plays drums for the Femmes of Rock, which if, if you've ever heard of them, they, there's these girls and they all play violin and they do cool stuff, eat purple, and they do all these medleys. Um, and that's like a festival thing. He does well with that too. So Jeff's, Jeff's a great guy, good friend. Yeah, that, that wow, man. Yeah, he's really pumping on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, he was killing it there in parts. Uh, just the whole structure was great. So um, his, his fills are so seamless coming out of that that i mean it's hard enough playing that that bass drum beat that he's playing and keeping it steady and then to come out with those insane fills like that right and just be like bam, right into it seamlessly like that's so not the easiest thing in the world yeah <laughs> so uh do, all right obviously i have to ask um uh, i'm not particularly sure here uh do you guys plan on doing like a live thing for this touring on it actually rev jones and i were just talking yesterday you know rev's the bass player he uh he played with the Michael Shanker group for I don't know, 
12 years, I think. Um, and uh, Steelheart, he also played in Mountain and Leslie West and Mr. Big. I don't know, he's been in so many cool projects. Um, we were just talking about, you know, we got to do break the pop to cherry, so to speak, and get, you know, one good show together just to get get us starting out there. We want to play live. The problem is everybody's so spread out. And then Rev uh, is the guitar tech for George Thorogood. So he's just leaving today. He would probably, he wanted to be like on a group call or something. I think he thought we thought it was a zoom interview. So he was going to try, but he's leaving for the airport and going to Australia. So I said, don't worry about it. So, but we were just talking about um, the whiskey out in LA um, and possibly doing a one-off there and then a jam night there with the all-star lineup. And then we had talked about maybe one or two shows in the Chicago area. Now, whether it'll grow beyond that, it's it's hard to say. It depends. We probably have to, you know, we might have to get a different drummer to tour. It all depends. You know, that's like I said, one big drawback of having everybody spread out is is that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've had a but, few bands like that, so. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's I'm used to it by now. I kind of rolled with, with the times and everything. I mean, we we that whole album was recorded 100% remotely. Um. Jeff, Jeff laid his stuff down in Vegas. Chris laid his drum tracks. Chris Moore, another great drummer, laid his drum tracks in upstate New York. And then, you know, Scott, did, everybody did their stuff in their respective places. And then it flowed through my studio here where I did all the pre-production work and making sure everything's, and I had to edit a lot of stuff and then get it lined up to the grid. Then it goes went, goes to our my other producer, Javen Pinnell at Vibe House Productions in Rockford, Illinois, where he would load it into his Pro Tools. And then that's where the final process would take place. But um, Javen's great, too. I've worked with him and uh, have a tight, tight circle of people when you're with production people like this and when you got a tight circle of friends man like that that all work well together you want to just keep it keep it kind of tight like that so to speak i've had offers from people saying i work with this producer work with that no no yeah no <laughs> no you not, know who you're working with yeah uh, yeah if it's not broke i'm not fixing it i'm not gonna even attempt to so um well, so, yeah. it turned out really well i mean the production quality of the album's fantastic and i was gonna oh. mention that actually about the uh recording remotely like that it, you know it's so easy to do that nowadays and you guys actually feel like a live band on the album so kudos to you on that that's a hard feat to accomplish you know i i think a lot of that it just has to do with we're all i we've all been doing this for a long time and it just i don't know <laughs> you you learn after time especially like singing whatever tracking here just i don't know i've always had the ability ever since i started singing though when the mic's there when the moment's there you just somehow reach down and you bring it no matter what i've had times where i thought oh god i can barely talk and then i it was one of the best shows we we would have on a tour um so yeah sometimes you gotta put the reins on me brother because man i'll just keep rambling no you're cool man that's what you're (laughs) that's what you're here for you're doing you're doing great. You're doing my job for me. Shit. <laughs> no, I was actually going to ask you one thing, because you, you do have some very unique vocal patterns on the album. And one of the ones that stuck out to me is It's My Life, because it's so uh, it's so eclectic. I'll, I'll use that word. It's eclectic. It's it's kind of 
I'm not going to say all over the place, but like I said, eclectic, and it kind of takes these different, it's almost like different journeys with the vocal patterns in that song. Uh, I was kind of curious, uh, you know, how you came about doing that. Um, I wish I could tell you. Oh, <laughs> honestly, I'm like going, how did I do that? I don't know. You know, I'm very vibe orientated. When I sit down and I get an idea for lyrics and melodies and it starts coming out, I just kind of follow it. Um, I changed that one a lot, especially the verse parts were they were a little challenging. I wanted everything to flow. Right. And then it gets to the one part where it's really soulful and almost King's X sounding uh, in like a lower way. And um, I was I was going to change. And I said, no, that's it's part of telling the story of the song. And I'm wholeheartedly believe in that when you're writing lyrics. I mean, you have to tell a story. Um, and uh, my. It's just kind of, they come out naturally. It just happens. And then I start ripping on it until it's done. So, and then the chorus is, um, you know, originally the chorus on that one, you know how it's, it's got kind of a, oh God, I don't even know what you want to say. Lincoln Park-esque thing. It's, you know, it's, it's yeah. a little more. Yeah. And so it's, I had a totally different part for it. Um, and uh, it was way more drawn out, legato, melodic, traditional melodic metal sounding thing. And I listened to it and I was like, man, I thought I liked it. And then, you know, you let it sit and then you come back and then you're like, God, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and it's not, neither it's bad. It's just like, uh, it's just like kind of droning on and on and boring. So I, so I said, I'm going to, I, in my mind, I'm going to approach it different. And I had this idea and I started writing the lyrics down and, uh, they were fitting good and flowing good. I said, oh, this is really cool. It brings, brings the energy in a totally different direction and helped really drive the point of the song home. Uh, and then leading into the solo, same thing. Yeah. My, my wife even sings some backgrounds on that one too. Oh, cool. Um, Jenny, Jenny Frank, um, she sings backgrounds on um, on uh, I Stand as well during the choruses. Um, so, ah, yeah, yeah, that song, it's a long one. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, and I, I, I'm editing that one. I, I think I even did a little. It was like, okay, I just said, this is just going to be what it is. I do question my choice now, maybe putting it at number two because it's so long, but whatever. <laughs> well, it, it, it's a really unique song. And like I said, your vocal patterns and the, the verses in particular are so unique that I think it makes it interesting enough to sit there and go, okay, it's all right that this song's, you know, six minutes or seven, you know. Yeah, that that those verses, they, they like, it's a blend of, I don't know what. It's multiple styles. I mean, it was God <laughs> Yeah, it really caught me off guard at first. But man, once you kind of start, you know, going like you said, the flow. Once you kind of understand that flow, it's like, okay, this is actually really, really good. It's cool. And then, and then I, I played the the acoustic intro on that as well. Oh, okay. I was actually going to ask you. It, it said here you're a multi instrumentalist. I, I want to know what all instruments you played. Uh, I played keys, bass. Uh, Acoustic guitar, electric guitar. I used to play trumpet. I bought one, and I'm, boy, do I need to practice. Um, uh, I, I mean, I do some. I do percussion. Got some cajones and drums and stuff here. My drumming on the kit. I don't know. I did. I'm not. I'm not going to say I'm a drummer, but I play really good percussion, and and I'm a great programmer. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. That's yeah. Hey, I'm same boat, bro. I, I can get behind a kit, and it's like I have no clue what I'm doing. But you put me in front of a computer, and I can program it like that. 
right. I can play behind a kit, but I, I mean, I can't like just really, really play. I'm sure if I practice, but I don't know. It just wasn't something. And I started playing on snare drum. That was the first instrument I played was snare drum, then cornet, then trumpet. Um, then once, and I was singing all throughout, I don't know, as long as I can remember. I guess for me, it would be the womb, too. I, if you ask me when I started singing, probably the womb. So, um, yeah, and then after the, after that, I discovered uh, electric guitar, and uh, that was kind of it. <laughs> right. No, same same deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Now, once you find a guitar, man, they're hard to put down. They are, and you know, most of the time, I've, most of my playing now is I do is spent on an acoustic guitar, and most of that is finger picking. So. <laughs> You know, I, I had a phase of that for a while, learning a lot of Chet Atkins and stuff. Well, it's just even I. Well, there's like I do this other thing. Uh, we do this whole acoustic thing, and I I do a lot of like this weird dark folk stuff and like Tom Waits and stuff like that. And it's yeah. really, yeah. Um, so it's pretty cool. Um, and we we play stuff up here, local stuff. To be honest with you, with the state of our business, the entertainment business now, I mean, that's we make like we make money doing that <laughs> you try to make money selling your music nowadays it's like yeah you even ask the, the people that are way up there but they're all touring now so they're making money that way which is cool yeah that's kind of how you have to do it is uh touring and merch now it's it's that's become the industry well i totally flip-flopped yeah well, I, that's the funny thing is i think bands like the misfits and cannibal corpse were ahead of their time because <laughs> they were so well known for their merch i know i know yeah, we. Oh, here's an interesting tidbit for you and your fans. Um, so we've been talking. Scott talked to the uh, guy who's drumming for Venom, and he he might do like one or two tracks on the next album. That should be cool. Is that is that Mickey V currently? Uh you know what? That's a good question. I don't know if he even gave me his name. He just told me, "Yeah, I talked to him. I should. I can look at my text." He kind of blocked. He's younger, blonde, longer hair. I saw some videos of him. I was like, "Oh wow, yeah, that'd be really cool." Oh, it's uh, Danny Needham, Dante. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I knew. I thought Mickey V played for him for a while. I wasn't sure if he was still there or not. Guy from the UK. He's from the UK. I know that. Um, That's well, funny. I, I typed in drummer for Venom, and it brought up like multiple shopping things for Venom energy drink. <laughs> Well, that's why I even brought that up, honestly, was because you uh, you brought up the, the logo thing in those bands, and they're like the the original black metal band, right? And, they're, and their logo has, has stood the test of time. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, now they, and now those shirts would sell, too. I'm sure they have shirts flying off the shelves, too. Oh, you can buy a black metal shirt any time of day, man, especially like the long sleeves. I mean, I've always loved the look of those long sleeves. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I do too. You would have been hard pressed in the late nineties, early two thousands to find like a death metal musician or somebody like that that wasn't wearing camo pants and a venom shirt. <laughs> yeah, I I think one of my staples back in the what was that the early nineties um was the camo pants and the CBGBs. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we played there a couple of times. It was that was insane. And that was back back in the day. Back when I was uh, touring with one of my old Cyclone Temple, I don't know if you ever heard of him. 
I have not got the chance to listen to them. No, I uh, noticed it in your. No, no, no. Boy, you should you should give it a listen. The, the album I hate, therefore I am. I guarantee, if you listen to it, you're going to be like, "Holy crap! How did I miss this?" It was put released in 1991 on Combat Relativity, um, and uh, oh man, we did two huge, three huge tours out of that whole thing. So I yeah, am. We opened for people like Obituary and yes, yeah, so Obituary, Napalm Death. Uh, looks like Death Angel as well. Yeah, yeah, Death Angel. Um, yeah, we've done big, uh, those tours were great. <laughs> I'm not over here trying to tell you your history. I just got the sheet in front of me. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm just your backup today. That's all I'm here for. You're just my backup, yeah. man. I, they don't fully slap you out for nothing. So, um, <laughs> Cyclone Temple. Yeah, I hate. Therefore, I am for you and all your fans. If you want to hear a good vintage early melodic thrash album, I think you're going to be like really blown away if you listen to this if you've never heard it oh i love melodic thrash (laughs) yeah yeah there's if you look on youtube too there's uh there was there was we had a video on headbangers ball on mtv um and that's on there as well um but yep so uh i I didn't i'm sorry go ahead Uh, before that i was in a band called hammer on that was really big in the chicago and the midwest area so but um when I was with them, we we got to open for Motley Crue. That was a rush. Yeah, um, I was about to ask about that too because I've got that up here. I was going to kind of ask what they were like. <laughs> uh, just why? I, I, in another interview, I said the same thing. I said, "Man, I thought I could hang back then, but man, those guys." <laughs> They're right. Well, I, I don't think you've ever died of a heroin overdose either, have you? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> okay then. <laughs> they really. Uh, yeah, they could party. I'll tell you that. It was it was a blast, though. I mean, and it was for the MTV Halloween Horror Show. So the MTV VJs were there, and they were announcing. And it was at the Limelight in Chicago downtown. It was it just unbelievably packed. Right. So uh, yeah. before we have to wrap this thing up, we've got a few few minutes left here. I kind of wanted to ask about some of your influences and stuff that led you into being a singer. And kind of also how this project, well, you said a little bit of how the project started, but uh, kind of how everybody got together with this. But sure. uh, let's start with the influences. The influence. Oh, man, that could go on forever. I know um, you uh, You said you started singing in the womb. Yeah, I mean, so I originally, and it shows in my influence and how I approach things, even like with Vontae, with Harder Rock and stuff. Most of what I started with always, I was soul and blues, soul music a lot, uh, soul, blues and jazz. Um, as I was growing up and I did theater and I was in chorus and all of that stuff too. Um, ended up playing Honest and Jesus Christ Superstar actually in Syracuse for a whole run of a really huge production. That was great. Check that off my bucket list. Um, but, uh, oh God, early on, I would say like Rainbow, the early Rainbow Dio stuff, definitely. Ian Gillen from Deep Purple, definitely. You know, all the old 70s rock stuff. How about I just narrow it down to, to time periods? You know, all... All the, a lot of that 70s early rock stuff and a lot of my early soul stuff spilled over into that, which spilled over into the other and the other and the other. But it's I, I like people like John Bush, too. I love Del Penig from King's X, uh, Lejean from Seven Dust. I mean, um, 
God, I to find, I'm trying to think back. Oh, Phil Moog from UFO was a big uh-huh. influence. Um, man, oh man, oh man. Let's see other other 80s stuff. Yeah, you know the list is so vast. I don't even think about that anymore. I just kind of do it. No thing, just do. Right. <laughs> well, obviously, you grew up a Star Wars fan. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so I, we can um, get to the nerd part here. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, uh, trying to think other than like uh, Zach's old Ozzy, obviously. I mean, Sabbath always was had an influence on me. You know, I could shorten this whole thing by saying and to take a little piece of everything. <laughs> yeah, just take a little piece of everything you've ever heard and put it together, man. Yeah, I mean. But, you know, there's other influences. I go back to, like, the crooners. I mean, even, like, Louis Armstrong, like I said, Tom Waits, and people with real gravelly voices influenced me. There's people like, there's the old crooner singers that influenced me. There's 80s hard rock, 90s grunge people. Lane Staley, for sure, influenced me. Uh, Same with uh, Scott Weiland. Um, And I always saw similarities in our voice anyway. Um, Right. Yeah, so... But yeah, I mean, it probably covers it. I know I'm leaving a, a ton out, but there's no way I could remember it all at once. Like oh, that. You're good, man. We'll just uh, <laughs> keep it at you took a little bit of everything you've heard in your life and put it together. That sounds good. I, I, I think that's the sign of a true, uh, true musician to me. I could have just said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Kind of, how did how did this come together with all of you? I mean, because you're all in different places. I mean, was it sort of an organic thing of just the fact that you kind of knew each other, connections here and there? Oh, because yeah, because Scott, uh, Scott and I were already working together. Um, he was going to lay all the bass down and stuff, and uh, we were just like, it. but then he says, you know, Rev, who, who had also was putting a solo out on on Dark Star on the label, and. Um, he said he he already played a track on something Scott was going to put out, and I think, and then I think Eric Martin played drums on it, and it was it's a cover of the Immigrant Song and one other thing, which I don't think's been released yet. But they that's how you know they met, and then uh, he said, "Hey, Rev might be interested. Let's ask him." And then we asked Rev, and he's like, "Yeah, yeah." He listened to it. He's like, "Hell yeah, he's really cool." So that all clicked right away. Then Rev and I started writing some stuff together, like uh, and. Uh, going with the flow and um he did three songs on there yeah going with the flow was the first one he sent me a video of and right away it clicked and that that one does have a little deep purpley influence and that's a little different from the others can't you tell i mean it that yeah. has this classic vibe but the video to it is is awesome i do all my own videos as well um so red said sure and uh he came on board then we had jeff jeff had started to play but then covid was all winding down and then the blue man group opened back up full time again and called them back and it was like oh man and he said well i could finish it but it's going to be in it like he's going to put it out like another two months and i was just like man i we i i got a schedule i got to keep and then and a prospective release date and everything, marketing plan, all in mind that we got to stick with it. I'm sorry. And he's like, yeah, I know. So uh, Chris Moore, we had done another track with, and Scott said, let's ask him. And uh, he uh, hopped on and said, yeah, I'll finish the album. And that was that. 
perfect, wonderful human being too. And that's, I mean, that's basically it. And uh, everybody was like, yeah, okay. So, and we just shuffled the tracks around. Yeah. All right. Cool. So we, we, uh, you know, I was kind of curious how all that came together. Uh, I'm glad it came together. Cause like I said, you got some great music here. So. Yeah, it wasn't some big grandiose thing. I was just kind of like, hey, you want to do this? Yeah, sure. And it just started happening. But once everyone got on board, it really started building. So, yeah. So uh, before we cut this thing off, let me ask you real quick where all we can find your music, uh, your merchandise and such. That way my fans here know I'm going to. By the way, guys, I will have links at the bottom of the uh, the, uh, description. The merch, unfortunately, I had to pull. There was some reasons I had to pull and discontinue that relationship with that company. So now we're going to be getting a new a new merch company and putting up a new merch store on our site. Normally, it would be on our website, www.vanteband.com, um, as well as all the other social media. When you want to search us, uh, put in Vante Band. And you'll really it'll get get you there fast. I mean, as it is now, Google takes you Vontae to it. Our videos are right there. So, um, but we're on Facebook, um, Instagram, and uh, Twitter. Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. I'll find you on Twitter then, because I am pretty, pretty, pretty big on the Twitter thing. I love Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we're we're I, I'm on I I mark it on there a lot too. So it's it's at Vontae Band One. If you put in Vontae Band, it'll come up right away. I'm sure. So. Uh, and then they can, like I said, in each one, just put in Bonte Band and it'll come up because that's what it is on Facebook and, and and IG too as well. Okay, cool. Well, I appreciate your time. Um, thanks for doing this. I've enjoyed the conversation. Guys, be sure and go check out Bonte and check out their new self-titled album, which is entitled Bonte. It's a killer album. Great hard rock, heavy metal. Uh, you know, God, it's just great. But uh, be you're welcome. Guys, be sure and check out the, uh, if you haven't followed me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, any of that yet, be sure and pop up over there. Uh, I'm always open to chat on these things, so feel free to message me if you got a band or whatever. Just holler at me. I'll be booking more in the spring. And uh, we've got videos up on YouTube. I've done some re- interviews recently with Titanosaur and Into Oblivion. Uh, get Into Oblivion. So be sure and check that out. Or no, give me Oblivion. Excuse me. I'm forgetting stuff here. It's still early in the morning. <laughs> yes. Kind of, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> hey, guys. Th- thanks for, yeah, right. Uh, well, it's 1230 over here, but, heck, that's early for me. <laughs> guys, thanks for listening. Um, be sure and check out Brian uh, and his band, Vonte, and follow them on all the social sites. Uh, hopefully, you get that merch stuff back up soon. Uh, let me know if you get some vinyl out there. I'll be sure to grab one of those. Most definitely. Most definitely. Yep. Check it out, everyone. I, I promise it will not disappoint. All right. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Peace. Got it, man. Peace.